good risings. I'm Marie Burns-Holzer, and this is Spoonful of Spirituality. Yesterday, we talked about how Americans are moving away from the established religious institutions. Today, I'd like to share some of the ways that not only Americans, but people around the world are beginning to move into a more secular society, but also one that has a decentralized spirituality. First, let's define what a decentralized spirituality is. Most of us first encountered a spiritual practice or religion through established institutions like churches, synagogues, mosques, temples, etc. Each one of these formal religions has set rules and guidelines, as well as a doctrine that is taught to its congregants. This ranges from how to eat, to who you can marry, to what you can watch, and who you consider a neighbor or an enemy. Religion has always been very good at bringing a specific set of people together, with the unfortunate side effect of immediately creating an other against which its members are pitted. Throughout the centuries, various teachers from every major world religion, whether it's from the Abrahamic or Indian traditions, have talked extensively about peace and have worked against the bigotry and violence done in the name of their religions. There's a lot of infighting about translations and interpretations and which teacher or which sect is right. You can literally spend your entire life studying a single religion in depth and still never finish learning from the holy writings and revered commentaries that have spanned the centuries because there's just that much to cover. Anecdotally, one of the most common complaints that I've heard from people about institutionalized religion is that people feel fed up with the hypocrisy, exclusion, many versions of awful isms like sexism and racism, and corruption that many of these institutions have yet to be held accountable for. Good people are demoralized by spiritual leaders not only failing to live up to the standards to which they espouse, but flagrantly belittling and abusing others for failing to do so, while secretly not upholding those standards either. It seems that many Americans and people throughout the world, especially those of the younger generations, are now looking to a decentralized spirituality. This means that instead of having one primary institution responsible for the cohesion of a religion, People are choosing spiritual beliefs that are not of just one particular religion and are often taught by various institutions. It is quite literally a pick and choose what works best for you kind of situation. This is why you may notice so many people talking about astrology, which in its current iteration is a very European version, and the Indian concept of chakras, as both are pillars of understanding in their lives. And while many of the older generations like to say that this is a new thing and shouldn't happen, it isn't new, and it's always happened. You see, Christianity started basically as a tiny sect of Judaism, considered by some to be a cult. It ended up growing in popularity and over the centuries developed its own theology separate from its Jewish roots. Buddhism arose out of Hinduism as a young man we call the Buddha, began to preach in a new way of achieving enlightenment. Again, over the centuries, Buddhism has developed its own theology and practices, which separates it from its Hindu roots. 
As we humans grow and evolve, we use spirituality to share with each other the understanding of our inner lives and how to embody our values better. And that is what we're doing now. People are trying to find new ways to connect with that rich inner world and framing our experiences in a way that makes us better to ourselves, to each other, and to our non-human relations who share the planet with us. All those animals and plants who depend on us as we depend on them. We're stress testing what we've been taught and doing our best to learn from our mistakes. And personally, I think that's pretty amazing. I'm Marie Burns Holzer, and you can find me at Marie Burns Holzer on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you so much for listening to Good Risings today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know by leaving a review. We love hearing from you. Now go be excellent to yourself and to each other. We have some exciting news. You can now search more than 700 Good Risings episodes on the new Fathom.fm app, the podcast player from the future. Now go to Fathom.fm slash Good Risings to ask questions and hear answers directly from the Good Risings podcast. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.